Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This Ugh. is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Rondell, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. YouTube has been an unsubscribe tear. We've been hearing from all sorts of people saying that I'm not subscribed. So I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Just look. We do these things every single day. Check in on the daily with Going In Raw, yeah. and we'll have some stuff for you. Yeah, We're also available wherever you can find fine podcasts, or even crap podcasts, we're there. Uh, especially the CastBox app. It's a great podcast app. Uh, check it out. Download it. Free iOS or uh, Android devices, and uh, go to the Going In Raw podcast, and then you could subscribe to us there. Really helps the show. It does. Leave a comment. We might hit you back. We might read one on the air. We're also available on, of course, the iOS podcast app as well. And if you subscribe to us uh, using your iOS uh, podcast app, it really helps us uh, rise in those ratings, the rankings or whatever. Yes. What you got there? You going to read a comment on the cast box? Uh, sure. Evan Jones, I've been listening to you guys on YouTube for a couple of years now. I don't miss anything WWE related. You guys make not having cable a lot easier. Thank you both. For your hard work and all the laughs, too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank wow. you, Evan Jones. What Thanks, a, what a fantastic, what a fantastic uh, little email there, a little comment. Great there. comment. <laughs> well, how many comments are we at? Are we at um, yet? Not quite seven hundred. We are at like six eighty-eight. Ooh, we're only twelve away from being at said the magical seven hundred number. Well, after that, then we got to strive for a thousand. Road to one thousand. Let's get to one thousand by Money in the Bank. Road to one thousand. June seventeenth begins right now. So in about three weeks, we need uh, what is that? Two hundred and twelve. Yeah, two hundred and twelve comments. In about three weeks. Let's do it, people. Let's do it. 
That's 10 comments a day. 10 comments. I'm sure we can manage that. We can manage that. That's easy. Yeah. All too easy. Um, We're also at Pro Wrestling Tees. Did you mention that yet? I don't think you did. Pro Wrestling Tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash going in raw. There's a sale starting tomorrow. That's Friday over at Pro Wrestling Tees where if you buy five shirts, Mm -hmm. you'll get 25% off your entire order. It's basically like buy four, get one free. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, the math works out. Yeah, more or less. Anyways, uh, we're also on Patreon. And today, it's May 31st. It's the last day. The last day before you got to wait a whole other month uh, to get your Friendo Care Package, even yeah. though I'm, I'm, I'm very late. I'm just about to send out the, the ones from April. Now that March is finally done, I've sent those out. We're going to sign 27 comic books in the Friendo Care Package. Look at that. Oh, wait, look, the image. There's a, little image bit of, there's a little bit of us look. on top of there it. There you go. Look go. at that. You get a comic book. You get these posters. I'm going to go grab one of those posters, Larson. All right. Because they look like a million bucks. Yeah, it's good-looking stuff. Also, if you just donate or contribute $5 a month, you can take part in our live uh, live stream for our Raw SmackDown 205 Live NXT reactions right now here in chat. We got about 33 people, and they're all discussing how much gas costs in their respective areas of the country. What? Whoa. Yeah, that is a bummer. The favorite, my favorite part of this whole segment is you left the graphic up this entire time. So it's like a solid minute of... Well, that's good salesmanship. Friendo care package. That's really good salesmanship. So yeah, there. if you're interested... $20 a month. It only takes one uh, $20 yeah. contribution. You get all that. Just stuff. one time. Make sure we get your money. And then uh, and then you can you know hit cancel or whatever. Yeah. Or you can keep going. I don't know. If you At 20 bucks, you can send your video questions to Matt Chat, too. Correct. That's a good deal. You get to be on the internet. Yeah. That's yeah. four questions for one month. $20 Man. plus all that stuff. What? Nice couple of episodes we're going to review today. Yeah, it was entertaining. Uh... 205 Live. With a possible match of the year contender. Now, I'm not going to declare it match of the year. Well, it's too early for that. There's a lot of year left. But, man. Well, yeah. Ricochet Velveteen Dream is match of the year. Hasn't even happened yet. That's that's totally going to be match of the year. Yeah, that is, Could right be. now, match of the year. All right. Just that spot from last night is match oh, of the year. I mean, after that, I, I had no choice but to wear my Rico- Ricochet t-shirt today. What's with Fabian Eichner falling down on EC3 from like 100 feet up? Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. You got those, a lot of height on that jump. Those guys need to be careful. Anyways, 205 Live and NXT, both a couple of really good episodes. Yeah. 205 Live mainly because of that freaking uh, uh, Cruiserweight t- Championship match. Yeah, I mean, it was one of only two matches on the whole show. The show mm-hmm. kicked off with a really well-done uh, hype package, video package for Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, well put together. Mm-hmm. Production team over at WWE usually does a bang-up job. Top-notch. And this was no exception. Yeah, it was really good. It was a really long uh, hype package, too, because I, I I watched the beginning of 205 Live, like the first match on, like, Tuesday, I think. And then last night, I watched the rest of it. And I was fast-forwarding because I had to start from the beginning again, and I didn't have the resume thing for whatever reason. And I was fast-forwarding, and it was literally, like, six and a half minutes before that match was actually started. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really long. It was a very long well hype package. But it was really well done. Really well done. First match was Jack Gallagher and Brian Kendrick, your favorite tag team. Larson. I feel like they would rather be doing something else. You think so? That's the vibe, especially from Brian Kendrick. But they won last night. They're about to have a new uh, trio. I'm, if they're going to do these tag championships, they really do need to be trios. It's kind yeah, of I obvious. Agree. It's I all agree. like three-man teams. I agree, teams. but I'm just saying, I just feel like Brian Kendrick, 
like just based on the quality of matches he's been putting on since he's come back. Is he snoozing through these things? Do you think so? Wow. I'm not going to accuse him of that officially because I don't know. He's so old, man. Oh, I understand. I just feel like he's not really into what he's doing. Yeah. Maybe. That could be. So you think back, even, you know, when he was involved, granted he was involved in the title picture, Mm -hmm. he's putting on some good matches. He put on some great matches in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah, man. And now I think because, and maybe it's partially because they're, gimmick now that they're going to get involved with Gulak is, you know, ground-based wrestling. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, like, Kendrick can do a lot more than just that. Yeah, true. He's a pretty well-rounded competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wish he was he was able to use his full arsenal of moves yeah. and not be restricted to just being a ground-based guy strictly. Gallagher makes sense. I wish If this was Gallagher, Gallagher Noam Dar, and Drew Gulak, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting. Wow. You're anti-Brian Kendrick. No, I like Brian Kendrick. I yeah. want him to be, to be doing something else that he... That it seems more exciting that for you him. Feel he wants to do. We should hit him up on Twitter and say, "Are you happy right now? Are you okay? Is there anything we can do, even in the form of a hug or a friendo care package? Yeah, if you'd like a friendo care package, all you got to do is send us twenty dollars. No, you want to send one to Brian Kendrick for free? Twenty dollars. Why does he get special treatment? Because he's a WWE superstar. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. If I Seth mean, Rollins uh, slid into our DMs and said, "Hey, hey, hey." I, re- I really like your guys' show. Yeah. Um, uh, just wanted to t- let you know. Yeah. You wouldn't say, hey, Seth, appreciate it. Here, we'll send you a friendo care package. 20 bones or GTFO oh my, my DMs, God. Seth. Kobe, get out of here with that. 20 bones. By the way, for people who weren't tuning in yesterday, that was not urine that you just drank. No, that's some green tea. <laughs> that looks like extremely dehydrated Yeah, urination. you have to be really dehydrated. This is green tea. You get a piss test? I can't drink coffee nonstop in days like today where I'm tired because I was getting jittery. Yeah. So I got to drink. I had like two and a half cups this morning. Man. Now I'm drinking green tea, and then after lunch, I'll have more coffee. Buddy, you're a wreck. I'm not a wreck. I'm Would just you, tired. You know what? I'll I'm give you a, a friendo care package for $20. Just go. I have one at home. Do you want me to lend you $20 to buy a friendo care package? I have $20 at my disposal, <laughs> but I already have one. Thank you. You know who Lince Dorado looks like? Freaking Ulysses. He looks like in, super in shape Ulysses. When he was talking on that Lucha House Party promo last night uh-huh. and there was a big close-up on him, I yeah. hadn't really paid attention. Maybe they did close-ups on him before. I think I actually thought this before. That fool looks exactly like Ulysses. Interesting. Weird. I haven't noticed that. Watch it back again. All right. And you will put it together. It's insane. Anyways, um, Drew Gulak was on commentary. Hey, he's he's rising up my list of guys who I'd be totally cool with listening to on commentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. That if was he good. retired. Yeah, I he like I like when he, he, he uh, spoke about the uh, translation of Lucha Libre. It means mm-hmm. free fight. Mm-hmm. He said you learned that from Babblefish. <laughs> yeah. Which I've heard that name, but I'm not sure I know what Isn't that is. Isn't that a, I think it's a, it's a. Translation it's a, website, right? Something like that. It's not a learn Spanish thing or well, a learn, learn languages thing. Why didn't he say Rosetta Stone? Let's see. Oh, is it just translation? Yeah, I think it's just translation. Yeah, free translation. There yeah. you go. Yeah, <laughs> ah, that's funny. You should have said Rosetta Stone. It's funnier. Anyways, um, is it called Rosetta Stone? Yeah, where you learn languages. Yeah. It is Rosetta Stone. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. Anyways. Um, fun match. I mean, you know, it's a Lucha House Party match. They yeah, have those, those noisemaker things. Yeah, those guys are great. Um, Drew Gulak hates those noisemaker things. Um, but it was uh, it was fun. It was cool. It was just, you know, I was like, let's let's get a move on. I want to see this Murphy-Alexander match. Yeah, it'd be cool if they gave it the mm-hmm. whole hour. 
Um, yeah, I know. I know. It would have been cool. And they could have pulled it off, too. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Drew Gulak did interfere in this match. Yeah, he pushed Lindsay Dorado off the top rope, and he's going for a move. And then Brian Kendrick put Lindsay in the captain hook, captain's yeah. hook. Yeah. Lindsay taps. Boom. Ulysses, Ulysses tapped out. Gallagher and Kendrick win. The, the repackaged undead commissioner tapped out. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they get the win, and they all shake hands on the way back up the ramp. I believe we saw the formation of a new trio. Drew Gulak is officially out of the title picture. I figured he'd be in, but he's not in there. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Maybe he's, he's in a different title picture. The trios title. The trios. I hope so, man. That'd be neat. Fancy new belts. Yeah. Bring in a ton of new talent. Because you're going to need, obviously, you'd need a lot more people. Yeah. Who? What, give me another team. Mark Andrews, Noam Dar, and uh, uh, whom? A little, a little UK guy, Tyler Bate. Oh, I want him to be in the UK show. Oh, I do too. But he's been on Two Hundred Five Live before. True. Uh, Joseph Connors, Jordan Devlin. All right, there you go. He's in the tournament coming up. Yeah, man. Yeah, little tiny Finn Balor is what he looks like. Like an even smaller from Bell mm-hmm. with a giant gash on the back of his head. Did he well, ever get that taken I care think of? I he got that taken care of. Okay. I don't think he'd be wrestling if he had it, still had a giant head wound. Right. I would hope not, but that's a cool gimmick. That'd be a fun gimmick. Guy who has, like, it's like Massive Head Wound Harry from Siren Live, yeah. but like a wrestler. But like a wrestler. And the dog always comes and tries to pull it off. But it's, like, it's a situation where it's just like week after week, match after match, they try to do the best they can to keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> But since it's constantly being busted open because he's wrestling all the time, right. he just never heals. Yeah. How much cocaine do you think they were on to come up with massive head wound hair? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> all the cocaine? Probably. Oh, man. Uh, next, we had a Mustafa Ali promo where he says, uh, uh, Buddy Murphy's not going to be the guy to get mm-hmm. that cruiserweight title off Cedric Alexander. is going to be Mustafa Ali. He said, I told, I, I told uh, Cedric, friend to friend, he's not going to, it's not going to be Buddy Murphy. It's going to be me. Good old Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Next, we had a Tony Nese promo where he was rooting for Buddy Murphy. Yeah, man. He said he's unstoppable. Let's say that that's a trio's, two-thirds of a trio's team. Tony Nese, Buddy Murphy. Who else should join them? Who else is a body guy? I know. Uh, how big is Hangman Page? Can they bring him in? No, he's I a think, big dude. I think he's, he's a big I think, dude. I think he's, he's too a heavy. Stud. I think he's too heavy. Marty Skrull. He's not a body guy. No. Who else then? TJP. Well, he's, he's going to go to SmackDown, isn't he? That'd be cool. I really want that to happen. I really want that to happen. Yeah. Who's on the roster? Who do we got? Hold on. Moro Ranello. Oh, body guy. Go. Let's see who else is a body guy, if you like to put it. Neville. 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 Your body is not at the Neville level. Time to do some squats. I miss Neville. Akira Tozawa, he doesn't have a home now. Not really a body guy, but he could. it could be his thing. It could be, You know how he like tried to be GM, tried to be the boss? He could yeah. try to be big buff body guy. He can go out and buy one of those jackets looks like he's, it's all muscle. Right, it could, or the George Michael muscle suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arrest Development. I think that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, it'd be good. Anyways, let's talk about this. Oh, and then there was a Drake Maverick interview where he just hyped it up. Big fight feel. Yeah. We've got here in true fun yeah, It's life. interesting. I, I don't, they haven't done... A ton. They've done some to build up this match, but he was correct. It does have a, a, a big fight fi- feel. I know. This match really did. No, I agree totally. Um, so let's get into it. Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight title. Fantastic match. Hard hitting. They gave it a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, just all around 
great stuff. So the thing that I really liked, I liked a couple things about this. Um, I like number one that the match seemed to go, the match seemed to have different chapters. Yeah. So uh, it, it started off kind of them sort of one-upsmanship. Exactly. Yeah. On familiar ground, them countering each other and some some showboating. Uh, you know, whatever you, anything you can do, I can do better type stuff. Yeah. Is that some life insurance that's calling you right there? No, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. Anyways, it's, you know, it was showmanship. You know, one guy would do one thing, another guy would counter, get into his face, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Then they took it outside, and there was some really brutal spots outside. So they were really, really yeah, yeah, yeah. taking each other to task. Very physical, very violent on the outside. They brought it back in, and they started doing some strikes. Mm -hmm. Then it became all about like trying to counter each other's strikes, mm -hmm. and they were just laying into each other, these yeah. forearms and kicks and, and more knees, forearms yeah. and, knee, and knees. And, and that went on for seemingly ever. That went on for so long. Um, and then at that point, it became a game of, of attrition. It was just wearing each other down. And it was like just four or five really, really well-told chapters in this overall story. I'm really kind of disappointed that they didn't put the title on Murphy. I thought it was a great opportunity. I'm not sure when the title is going to be defended again, like if it's going to be on a pay-per-view. I don't know if it's going to be at Money in the Bank. But I came up with the story because Buddy Murphy's personality and kind of Cedric's uh, road to the title and, and subsequent title victory yeah. got me thinking... I wish they would have had a Rocky Three scenario, Larson. Mm. Buddy Murphy is Mr. T. Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang, thank you. Clubber Lang. Cedric Alexander. But what they would have had to have done is have Drake Maverick understanding that Cedric Alexander is this guy that everybody loves. He's a great champion. So what does he do? He tries to keep that title on Cedric by having him face chumps. Cedric kind of understands this. Buddy Murphy, meanwhile, is destroying people like Mustafa Ali, I don't know, Jack Gallagher, Drew Gulak, all Everybody, these other guys, yeah, all yeah. these other guys. Yeah. And so when it comes to Buddy Murphy, uh, Cedric Alexander has this kind of false sense of, of confidence. All right. Goes in there, gets annihilated by Buddy Murphy. He takes the title. Cedric Alexander then has to go train with uh, uh, Apollo Creed uh, on the beach. They hug it out on the beach. And then he's in his corner for when he beats Buddy Murphy. All right. I don't know. That was a literal translation of that what really happened in Rocky Three. But I, three, I yeah. really, I really do like the idea of Buddy Murphy coming in as a sort of Clubber Lane guy, yeah. a guy who can barely make weight because he's so massive. Yeah, I know. I like that's their their way of making Buddy Murphy the monster heel of right. two hundred five. And he's got that attitude yeah. that just works so perfectly. I really do kind of feel like they they I'm not gonna say dropped the ball because it was a fantastic match. But I feel like they could do, and I hope maybe it'll just keep, maybe they'll just they'll extend yeah. this feud out a bit more. Yeah. But man, I, I would, I think Buddy Murphy was a great guy for a short term period, any, period anyways. Take that title off Cedric and build Cedric back up, um, and give us another couple of matches like that because I think it was really, really fantastic. And it's a shame, and they they really had the crowd into it. Oh, I mean, it definitely benefited from being in North Carolina. Mm -hmm, yeah, because the crowd was. Totally behind uh, Cedric, and I understand that if this was on a on it, it's so it's it's such a double edged sword. Like if you put this match on pay per view, you're gonna cut twenty minutes off it, like literally twenty minutes mm -hmm. off the match, mm -hmm. and get it to like a twelve minute match. If that, so, sort of like what we had at WrestleMania between right, exactly, Ali yeah, and Cedric Alexander. So you have to have this match at two hundred five live and give it thirty minutes, which they did to get that crowd really into it, because that crowd by the end, especially, were really really oh, yeah. into it. Oh yeah. So no, it was I was I was I that was one fantastic. spot where Buddy Murphy powerbombed Cedric Alexander and then Cedric kicked out and immediately Buddy got in position for the 
the double wrist lock knee, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. knee to the face. Yeah. Gosh. There was one kick out that I was – I. The, the the finish the finish of this match was so fantastic too. All the false finishes. There was one in particular that I thought was it was such a small thing, but Cedric kicked out not with his open shoulder, but with the shoulder that was under Buddy Murphy. So for that split second that the ref is going down to count three, everybody's looking at the shoulder they think is gonna pop up and it doesn't, so they're like, Oh crap, this is over with. But then you see the shoulder underneath mm-hmm, Buddy Murphy mm-hmm, come up. Mm-hmm. It was just it was a little thing like that that I was like, Oh wow, that's actually really cool. You're using your your shoulder which you wouldn't usually kick out with. Um so there's a lot of really cool stuff going on in that match. I yeah. thought it was just really, really well done. And yeah, I, I would I would put it in there on the list for match of oh, the year it is. contenders. It's, it is, it's already on the list. Good job, well done. Anyway, so yeah, Cedric Alexander comes out of it um, with a lumbar check after two. What do they call those kicks? Uh, neuralizers. Neuralizers, where he does the cool springboard spring, or handspring. Hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his his I haven't seen that level of character performance from Since him. The cruiserweight classic. Since this this, this, this Kota Ibushi, is yeah. yeah. And I know, like you know, he had he's had some similar outings. We've talked about his matches before. I think maybe with. He had one really good one on with Mustafa Ali. Probably Mustafa Ali, after yeah. After the whole Enzo thing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was definitely up there, but I think this is definitely sort of the, mm-hmm. the successor to that match. Mm-hmm. So well done. Uh, let's move on to NXT. Yeah, a uh, show kicked off a with... packed, a... packed show. Yes, yeah, so I can lot confirm going on it was a packed show. Aleister Black came out with the NXT title, dropped a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying, uh, you know, whoever steps up to take try to take this belt for me will uh, fade to black. It's been a life-changing opportunity having this title. Yeah, he was pretty casual to kick things off. He's like, wow. Yeah, wow. This is great. I'm, I was able to expand my ice cream fleet by three trucks because of this three NXT. Many trucks. <laughs> three many trucks. So anyways, he's quickly interrupted by Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Lars Sullivan says he uh, talked to Mr. Regal. Mm-hmm. They have a match for the title mm-hmm. at NXT TakeOver Chicago. So we'll be Lars versus Aleister Black for that belt. Lars is a great promo guy. He's got the weirdest looking face, man, but he's a great promo guy. I love him when he talks, man. It's so weird because he looks like a wrestler from like 1908. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. You know? But then he's, you know, opening his mouth and he sounds so eloquent. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Alistair Black tries to deliver a black mask. Oh, monster on Lars, and Lars catches it. The crowd gasps. Looks at, looks at it like this is all you have right here. Just yeah. studies his foot. Yeah, and Alistair's like sitting there with his dick out, basically like, oh, this is oh dang, good. this is bad. Oh dang, because he prefaced it during his promo. He was saying, you know, it just takes one shot. Talking, mm-hmm. of course, about the black mask. Um, and then uh, Lars hits Alistair with a freak accident, lays yep. him out. Yep, good stuff. Next up, we had the War Raiders versus George Hickson. Talk about a name from 1908. George mm-hmm, Hickson mm-hmm. and Cody Vincent. Um, this was not really a match. In fact, the very first thing was George Hickson running full steam at uh, Ray oh, Rowe Ray Rowe, yeah. with a forearm that Ray Rowe, like literally didn't move. <laughs> he just, it just like did it. And he just sort of looked at it like, what was that supposed to be, George yeah. Hickson? Yeah. And then just completely annihilated yeah, them. complete annihilation. Both Four Raiders go over with Fallout. Yeah, this was not really a match. No, but it was fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Uh, next, we had a video package hyping up uh, the main event of the night, which mm-hmm. was Dakota Kai versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's title. Yeah. Recapping their story. Yeah, Dakota Kai, very scared. Yeah. 
Uh, next, a Lacey Evans interview. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talked about uh, her beating Kyrie Sane last week. She's got a win. Kyrie has a win over her. So next week they're gonna. It's gonna be the rubber match. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lacey Evans just said, "I've got a right." Yeah, a woman's right. A woman's right. It's the name of her finisher. Finisher. Uh, after that, we had a fairly a fairly entertaining match. Uh, it was fairly quick, and it, it did more to service Johnny Gargano than yeah. anything. But holy crap, there was one spot in it that I, <laughs> I was really chuckling at. It was EC3 versus Fabian Eichner, who I like a lot. He's good. Um, anyways, like, you know, there was some decent back and forth. It wasn't too long before Johnny Gargano. Yeah, he came out through the audience. I thought he had, like, a petition in his hands or something. Right, yeah. So earlier in the show, earlier in the, this is the weird thing though. Earlier in the show, they just mentioned something about they, them having a street fight at Takeover. Well, they had a Candice LeRae tweet. Yeah, and she said something along the lines of, "I don't support this street fight." Not a big fan of the street fight. Yeah, but then later on, Gargano comes out with his contract to announce the street fight. To announce, but the even street before fight. the tweet, they announced it something. I can't remember the context, but they announced something for it at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay, all right. I think they okay. just had a, a, a graphic for it. I kind of feel like they misordered that. They did definitely. <laughs> Okay, right on. Because he comes out there to the crowd. Oh, and by the way, another thing about the and I'm kind of curious as to the whys, but it goes into the logi- I imagine it goes into the logistics of the show. They totally this was totally two different tapings. It was, it was. one because you see our friend Karen. Yep, <laughs> she was she was right there front and center, and then whoop, yep. right around the corner yep. wearing something completely different. Yep, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely uh, knows it was two different shows. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, but it was just for the Ricochet stuff. Um, so anyway, I forgot who Ricochet fought. Oh, by the way, I figured out who Chris Dijak could totally be. I'll get to that in a bit. He's top-notch super best. Oh, he looks like him, doesn't he? That's right. That's right. I said oh. that, and you're like, no. And I was like, no, he's, he could be top-notch. Yeah, notch. no, you're totally right. After looking at him again, yeah. he totally looks like top-notch yeah, he could be top-notch. Anyways, um, so Gargano comes from the crowd. He's got his contract. Waving it around, goes to commentary, picks up a mic and says, uh, right here I have a contract. Says I get a, a street fight with Maso Ciampa. <laughs> Alex Foster said, takeover. is that the only shirt Gargano has is his own? He's <laughs> got a much, suitcase man. full of them. He's got a bunch of them, yeah. Um, he says, street fight. Everybody goes, yay. Uh, how is a street fight really made different than a no DQ match, though? It, this really should have been. I, I I get what you're saying in terms of because I know they were gonna do last man standing, and then they decided to do that with AJ Nakamura instead. And I I get your point that an I quit match is kind of the same thing, but it kind of isn't because an I quit match should 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 go when to the I egos say, involved. When did I say an I quit match was kind of the same thing? Yesterday. In what context? Because I said that I I would have preferred that been an I quit match for yesterday or last week. Styles for Nakamura. Yes. I didn't think I said it was the same thing. I said I know you didn't say it was the same thing. I said you you said it was kind of the same thing. No, I think we were talking about this too. I don't know, maybe it was last week. I don't know. At some point I said I really wish they would have done an I quit match and then you countered with, Well, they're doing something similar with AJ and Nakamura. That's probably why they didn't do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I still would have preferred this. I don't give a damn what's happening on uh Money in the Bank. An I quit match to me an I quit match is so much different simply because no, I agree. One guy has I, to. No, what I was referencing is that the, I, there was reports that they were going to make Gargano Ciampa last, last man, man standing. standing. But yeah. since they did with Styles Nakamura, mm. they decided to do street fight with this. Gotcha. 
And I said they were doing something similar, so they changed one. Not that yeah. they shouldn't do it. I quit. I agree. An I quit match would be great for these two. Because of the ego thing and yeah, the, the personalities totally. involved. Totally. I think it'd be great. Yeah, it would be good. Fantastic. Because a street fight, you're just, I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be fine. But again, it's not that different than what they did before. I know. I mean, they're going to be wearing jeans probably. Maybe. Ooh, maybe Champa will wear his uh, camo pants. Yeah, maybe. He could just wear what he always wears. Like, yeah. Yeah, Gargano. And Gargano could wear what he wore last night. Yeah, exactly. With a Gargano shirt. Yeah. But like knee pads over. Of course. Right. And jeans tucked into boots. Right. Yeah. GC. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, I mean, it's look, it's going to be fine. It's going to be good. I just give me one more match after this one. It's an I quit match. That's, that's what it's got to be. All right. And then when you person who says I quit actually leaves NXT. And gets a lot more money on main roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, uh, EC3 picked up the win with his finishers like a TKO. But not before. Oh, Fabian so Eichner. So after Gargano leaves. Fell from the heavens, basically. EC3 is like walking and being like, okay, well. He's on the outside. Figure this out. He's on the outside. You see Fabian Eichner, because I, I watched the replay in this, or I watched it over. Fabian Eichner is in there. He runs in advance of EC3. He jumps up on the top turnbuckle. And leaps, I swear to God, 100 feet up into the air. Yeah, he did descend from the heavens. And he just falls from, like, the top of the frame onto EC3. And I was like, oh, my God, that's, like... It was super high. 200 and whatever, 20 pounds or whatever it is, falling onto EC3. Yeah, EC3 didn't seem to mind it too much, though. No, he didn't. He just tossed him back in and... Hit a couple moves, hit his finisher, picked up the win. Yeah. Man. He is the 1%. He still feels like he's just going straight to Maine, though. Oh, yeah. He's built for Maine, dude. He's going straight there. I don't even know why he stopped in NXT. Next up, we had a Bianca Belair video. This was really cool. This is really because well done. Because he needs to learn what it's like to work with a the professional, professional company. T- company. I know. Exactly, yeah. I really enjoyed this Bianca Belair uh, video package. Mm-hmm. She seemed very genuine mm-hmm. um, uh, and relatable, even though. Oh, I loved this. Yeah. Because there was all sorts of great vintage photos of her fam, of her like, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. family from like a ways back. Mm-hmm. Like my grandfather was this, my dad was this, and I was oh, like, it was great, yeah. Oh man, this is fantastic. I know. I love. I love. I love when they 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 do these video packages that um, are kind of in character, but kind of not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because she was still saying, you know, I'm the EST, I'm the the. Strongest. Oh, she was saying, I'm I was built for success. Yeah, like, I was created to be time, successful. You see, you see, you know, what led? Yeah, to her getting to NXT. Why she can claim that? Yeah, yeah, because she comes from a lineage of greatness. Mm-hmm. That's no, it was. It was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, it was great. And her performance was great. Everything was great about it. It was very grounded, but still, like you said, kind of in character because she's yeah. like just talking how great about how great she is. No, this is fantastic. Ricochet versus Top Notch Super Best. I was kind of surprised. I've been look, man. I wasn't. I wa- I wasn't as clued into Ring of Honor when Donovan Dijak was hot there as I am now, and even now I'm not that clued into Ring yeah. of Honor. There's plenty of people there I probably don't know. Yeah, but. I, I I'm kind of surprised that they didn't give him a bigger that they didn't they didn't make a bigger deal out of him. I don't know. Was he ever that huge of a deal in Ring of Honor? Okay, here's my only thing. This is this is the only thing I'm going by. Okay, I, mean, I know he was there. I know he wrestled in Ring of Honor. Dave Meltzer. Yeah, I remember distinctly reading him saying before Dijak or when Dijak signed to go to NXT, he says, "I'm really surprised that they never pulled the trigger on a Dijak Ring of Honor World Title run." 
All right. Because apparently that might have been in the cards. Apparently he was positioned to 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 have that happen. Are you, are you sure, or or is he just a fan of Donovan Dijak's work? And- no, it could totally be that. You know, I mean, I could say I'm 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 totally surprised he never pulled the trigger on a on a Damian Sandow title run. Yeah. You know, and people would be like, really, it's Damian Sandow? Who cares? But I don't know, man. So he he won the top prospect tournament in 2015. It's pretty Ring of Honor. Yeah. So he got a TV title shot against Jay Lethal. Yeah. But he, did not, he didn't do that because he joined the House of Truth, turning heel. Um, had a feud with... Uh, Alex C. says, when House of Truth was hot and Jay Lethal was the champion, there were signs of Dijak turning on Lethal and becoming champion. Oh, all right. So... Um, so maybe that's what that, maybe that's where Meltzer is, is going with that. Maybe, maybe it was just something an angle that they never pulled the trigger on. But uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, I I just I kind of figured. I mean, I knew he was no Adam Cole, obviously, but still, I kind of figured. You know, they just bring in Chris Dijak. He's just some dude who loses to Ricochet, kind of in un, very unimpressive. Oh, fashion. it was nearly a squash match. <laughs> it was exactly. He, there were shades to me. There were shades there. Not in the squash match, squash match aspect of things, but some of his mannerisms reminded me of Sid. Oh yeah, you know, like when he caught Ricochet on the outside in the choke slam. Yeah, yeah. Ricochet tried to do a suicide dive, and he just caught him in a choke slam. Mm-hmm. And he went, yeah, yeah. And then he like choke slammed on the apron or something. Whatever yeah. he did. Um, there were some cool bits of this match. Some of it, some I think I think so. When I the the one match I saw with Donovan Dijak, I was surprised that such a big dude would go up to the top rope and do stuff. I'm a little less impressed now because I've seen guys like, you know, Lars Sullivan do similar things, which are more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Because Dijak looked kind of clunky last night. Yeah. When he would... when he would Try to do the springboard stuff. He would sort of like stumble up to the top and well, stumble back down. I think the down. problem is, or the issue is, we're used to, to guys who are maybe six feet, six one or so doing mm-hmm. springboard. Yeah. And so they don't have like four feet of leg to get under them and get onto the top rope. Right, yeah. Um, he, I mean, they bill him as six eight. I think he is like six six or six seven. Yeah. That's just a lot of human to springboard up. <laughs> it really is, yeah. And there's, I don't know, you know, you can only do that with a certain amount of quickness. Right, yeah. And so we're used to a certain amount of fluidity, I think, when people springboard, usually because they're generally smaller. When mm-hmm. he's that massive, yeah. it just takes him longer to do it. Yeah. But hey, you know what? I'm pulling for top notch. Yeah, he's me the too. best. He, he's the super best. <laughs> he's the super best, right? Anyways, uh, Ricochet uh, beat him uh, with that Pretty handily. insane six. I can't, I cannot watch this enough. Yeah. That 630. That senton, yeah. I cannot. Watch that enough and not be amazed every single time. I think time. my favorite part about it is he does the full rotation, <laughs> hits it, walks out of it. Yeah, yeah. He just rolls, steps right up, pins. <laughs> right. It. It's so fluid. Oh, it's everything great. about Ricochet and is fluid. And then he like had to get his giant clunky Chris Dijak body, six eight body into like, position to get the pin. Position for the pin. He's so big. Like he doesn't know what to do with himself. Um, after the match, uh, a winded Ricochet. Oh, I'm happy they finally did the spot with Ricochet where he does the deadlift suplex. Because that's mm-hmm. impressive, especially to, to 280 pounds of, of top Chris, notch. Of top notch. And you could tell it, he, it was a struggle for him to get him up, but when he got him up, it made it all the more impressive. Okay, hold on a second. No, you're right. I'm, I'm totally glad you mentioned that. Because by the same token, that was impressive on Ricochet's part, but Dijak, 
that's some serious core strength. Like, oh, I know to help him. Like, it's not really helping him, but it's doing a crunch up to help him a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I was like, holy crap, man, those core muscles are something mm-hmm. else there in top mm-hmm. notch. Anyways, and the crowd gave a uh, ricochet a good pop for that spot. That's the first time I think he's done it in NXT. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, so he wins. He grabs a mic. He's winded. Mm-hmm. Still manages to drop a really good promo. Mm-hmm. His promo skills are are, 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 are are really shining through since he's come to NXT. Yeah, they're good. Um, uh, Velveteen Dream comes out. Wearing some amazing glasses, by Yeah, the way. he's worn those before. A couple His weeks back. His outfit is, was absolutely fantastic. Oh, heck yes. Um, and he says, we're going to have a match at TakeOver. He says, uh, you know, we had the spotlight last week, and anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah. Um, and then Ricochet proceeded to fairly casually run towards the ropes, mm-hmm. jump over it, yeah. do a full 360, yeah. land on his feet, yeah. on the ramp. Casually, Mosion in one fluid motion from the flip, leans into the microphone Velveteen Dream is is holding and says, show me. Yeah, and the look on Velveteen Dream's face, they, they filmed that absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. and his performance was absolutely perfect. He was so beside himself. He was so... In shock at what he just saw. You said before we rolled cameras that it looked like a shoot reaction, like it was a real reaction. Yeah. It might have been. I don't know. Maybe he felt, maybe, maybe somebody, I wish, I hope that somebody told Dream that he was simply going to, like, you know, hop out the ring, walk over to you, and, and tell you that. But <laughs> he also, at one point, Dream said, that beautiful face of yours. <laughs> he had a beautiful face in the crowd. Ricochet went, yeah. Oh, this is going to be match of the year, oh, man. This is going to be fantastic. This is going to be match of the freaking year, Larson. This is going to be fantastic. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. wait. I cannot wait. This is going to be match of the flipping year. Oh, it's going to be great. Can't wait. Oh, God. What a moment. What an absolute moment. What a feud. Velveteen Dream putting together feuds of the year every oh, year. Oh, I know. Now, man. I know. It's great. Anyways, uh, next up we had our oh, main event. Dakota Kai versus Shayna Baszler. For Ow. The- WWE Women's Championship. Uh, I'm assuming Dakota Kai is really flexible. Because there's oh, a couple yeah. instances yeah, in this yeah. match where Shayna Baszler was stomping on her ankle. Yeah. That, at the least, I would have thought, oh, that's a sprained ankle, if not worse. Yeah, she uh, she definitely can. She's a very good, and I, I mean this in the most complimentary way, she's a very good beat dummy. Because all the great spots that you've seen Shayna Baszler do, like this stuff here where she kicks the, the stomps elbow on, down, stomps, stomps the elbow she down. She did the same thing to Dakota Kai's ankle and foot. Right, exactly, yeah. And... You know, she she positions it so her toes are on the the mat, mm-hmm. and her, with Dakota Kai in her back, and her legs are straight, and stomps on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just Dakota Kai is really flexible. The it has really to good. be. It has to be. So Dakota Kai, she's not taking all the impact on top of her back of her leg, compressing her foot down that way, mm-hmm. which would probably mess things up. Yeah, she manages to turn her ankle. Mm-hmm. But even when uh, Shayna Baszler was working over her legs in various moves, it's like, gosh, yeah. That's the level of flexibility there is insane. There is some really, 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 really good storytelling mm-hmm. character stuff. Of course, obviously, the match starts off with Dakota Kai not really wanting to get too involved in the match. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps on just getting back down in the corner. And, and Shayna would, like, fake, like she's going to punch she'd her. She'd mad then, dog her, basically. And then yeah. kick her legs out from under her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then eventually, Dakota Kai got, Kai got to the point where it was either just completely get annihilated or fight back, and she chose to fight back. Delivered a couple of really good kicks. Shayna yeah. had already done a lot of damage to those knees, to the, to the legs. Yeah. Um, but Dakota Kai did manage to get off. Um, I guess it's her finisher these days, isn't it? It's the thing where she like runs and no, kicks her somebody her in the face. No, that's her signature. Her finisher is like the, the – she set up for it, and then uh, Shayna reversed it and got her in the, the chair. Oh, okay. All right. That's her finisher. Okay. 
But uh, before that, yeah, Dakota Kai was in an ankle lock for a long time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so uh, Dakota Kai had to tap out, got choked out. Mm-hmm. Um, after the bell, Shayna puts Dakota back in the chokehold. Nikki Cross comes out and makes the save. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's this weird thing where there's a little bit of a brawl. Shayna leaves the ring. The belt's still in the ring. And then uh, Nikki Cross goes to Dakota Kai and says, I think she says, I want you to count it. So she says, I want you to be the ref. She said, yeah, she said, you and me, let's fight right now for this. And then she, she brings Dakota Kai over. She says exactly that. She says, you're, she, she gives her the belt. She says, you're the ref. And then Dakota Kai was like, okay. And she like put the belt down. Or no, she held the belt up because, you know, that's it's title match now. She's the ref. <laughs> so she was playing along with it. She don't yeah, know what yeah, to do. Yeah. She was a mess. And then so she puts the title down in the corner. And then uh, Nikki Cross hit her finisher. Yeah. Got the pin. Then Dakota Kai went right down there and counted Count the three. Pinfall, I know. Nikki Cross grabbed the title. She leaves with it. And Shayna Baszler was like, you didn't win. You didn't beat. Wasn't you didn't win match. anything. It, it wasn't a real match. It wasn't a real match. So it was highly entertaining. Yeah, it was, it was a fun ending. A really, and the crowd was eating it up. Looks like we're going to get Nikki Cross versus Shayna Baszler at TakeOver mm-hmm. Chicago. So that'll be a lot of fun. Kind of wish that uh, Dakota Kai got to be special guest referee there. See this out to the oh, end. Oh, I know. That'd be great. Um, so that'd be really cool. But uh, no, it was it was a packed, just a packed episode of NXT. Yeah, it really was. It was really fantastic. Anyways, Larson, would you like to answer some questions? Sure. Now? First, from I'm not Baron Corbin. Hey. Suppose you're Triple H and Vince approaches you and says he wants you to pick one member of the current NXT roster to call up to the main roster and immediately push to the main event scene as a potential top star. The top catch, notch. The catch is that if the push f- fails in any way, crowd rejects it, ratings dip, etc., uh, Vince says he'll never push another NXT star to the top of the card again. Oh. Who do you take the Who gamble on? Who is the surefire bet? Who is the absolute surefire bet? Uh, how do you not say Aleister Black? It's either yeah, him or Ricochet. Yeah. It's one of those two guys. Velveteen Dream, you never know, because creative. There are a couple guys who are surefire. I, I feel like it's Aleister Black and it's a, a Ricochet. Yeah. Ricochet, like you said, Ricochet might be number one because you, you mentioned this before. He's going to get over on his athleticism and his in-ring All you got to do is put him in the ring. Doesn't matter if it's for two minutes, 20 minutes, or two hours. He will get over. Yeah. Like, he, he will be over. Completely. And his mic work's good enough now where that's only going to help him. Yeah. It won't hold him back. Uh, Colin, was your reaction to Ricochet flip out of the ring the same as mine in dreams? I saw Karen losing it, too. That was one of the greatest athletic feats I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Ricochet is the best. Nemo adds, uh, Dream's shocked face was great tonight. Which wrestler has best shocked face? Liam Wagner here in the response oh, has Cole. the correct answer. It's Adam Cole, baby. It's Adam Cole. Oh, man. Great freaking. I'm, this, is, this isn't even really a question here. Mike Demopoulos. I love Nikki Cross. Watching her last night was magic. But as I did, I couldn't help but think... Nikki Cross is everything Dean Ambrose should be. Yay or nay? Absolutely yay. I agree with that completely. 100%. True lunatic fringe. Yes. Do you think, is there any chance, or are they just jam-packed right now on the road to Money in the Bank? Any chance they're holding off on Sanity until they they notice the reaction? Maybe. That Nikki Cross's absence? Maybe. Could be. Could be. How great would that be if they kept on teasing just the guys? And then, and then she joins them. Sanity's music hits during like a women's match on SmackDown. The guys appear at the stage. She comes up from behind. Yeah, runs into the crowd. crowd. Would go eight. Oh heck yeah! Because they're not expecting that. Uh, ranch dressing, wrestling. 
book the Gargano Champa feud, but how Vince Russo would book it. No, no, because I don't want to disrespect Candice LeRae. She's yep. a gem. She is. And I, that's one thing that I noticed last night when I was like, man, when they showed her tweet, I was like, can can she just please wrestle now? I know. Can she just can she have a match at Takeover, please? I know. Because you know what she's gonna do at Takeover. She's gonna be concerned for her husband. I know. And freaking after that, the following NXT TV taping, she needs to be in all the matches. Okay, let her freaking Did wrestle. You see Joey Ryan's tweet? He said they have Candice LeRae is the yeah, well, Luke I, of Return of the Jedi, yeah. but NXT is booking her like the Luke of the Last Jedi. <clears throat> Well, I disagree with his assertion on The Last Jedi. However, I agree with the sentiment. They have something. They have gold on their hands. And they're not utilizing it correctly. They're, they're more actually booking. No, they're booking her like Luke from uh, A New Hope. Mm. He was useless in that. Mm. Absolutely useless. Until the end. I mean, he destroyed the Death Star, so he wasn't totally Oh, that's useless. true. Yeah. Well, he wouldn't have done that. The if first half of A New he Hope. He wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for Han Solo. It's true. Well, actually, it was Obi-Wan that really led him in that direction. In terms of having the wherewithal to do it, um, Han directly facilitated the, his ability. Yes, to Yes, exactly, directly. Exactly. But without Obi Wan guiding the way, he would not have been nah, mature enough to do it. Would have been Porkins. No, no, Porkins died pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Porkins. I know. Disco Gumby, considering Buddy Murphy's move to 205 Live has been stellar since leaving NXT. Which member of 205 Live roster do you wish you could have seen had a career in NXT? Um, he says Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I mean, hard to argue answer. with that. Hard to argue with that. More Mustafa Ali, the better. Drew Gulak. Mm. Imagine him in NXT. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been really fun. He could have done some good character stuff there. And they let them wrestle more. It's true. I'm reading this really long question from Hunter Rook. I'm assuming yeah, yeah. you're doing the same. No, that's a good. That's an interesting question. Go ahead. Um, with EC3 War Raiders and NXT, sorry, and Ricochet and NXT now, Adam Cole winning the North American Championship, Roderick Strong being in Undisputed Era after his turn on Pete Dunne, of course, the Gargano Champa feud more than likely being the main event again. Does it seem like Aleister Black winning the belt and being the 13th NXT champion is overshadowed by all the other stories? And do you think it will hurt his credibility as a champion? It will he not be as big as we thought he would be? I think right now. To a slight degree, yes. There are a lot of show stealers on NXT. But after he beats Lars, he will move on eventually to a, a, a higher profile feud with one of these people mentioned in this question. And then that will be the main event feud, probably leading to the next takeover in Brooklyn. So I'll say this. He's definitely not as overshadowed as like Almas kind of was. Yeah. Almas was a very, like we were both big fans of him. But, you know, it was kind of an underwhelming title run, you know. I yeah. mean, he had, a, he, he had some great matches. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, yes, you're going to be overshadowed by the Undisputed Era. They're immensely entertaining. And even last night, like, the one thing that disappointed me was we didn't get a promo. I am so used now to turning on NXT and getting the Playground promo. Oh, yeah. I'm so – the Monkey Bars promo. Da, I'm da, so used da, to that. Da, it's so da, great. Da, da, da. But luckily, they're on Twitter a lot doing their video promos. So there's another one I think yesterday that came out. Uh... <laughs> booby booby bum bum. While you're in the shower, do you ever do the Randy Orton pose while renting your armpits? I'll be honest. No, I don't. I haven't either. I have not done that. Maybe I'll try that though. I might try it. 
Yeah. But then you have to do it the other way to get the other yeah, the other pit clean. Uh, I like that four people upvoted that. Uh, don't call me Lawler. Do you remember on The Simpsons <laughs> when Mr. Burns could never remember Homer's yeah. name? Name a current WWE veteran whose name Vince McMahon still probably doesn't know. I love the story when Raven came back to WWE mm-hmm. and Vince realized, oh, we just we, we signed Johnny Polo? Yeah. He didn't even know they, the company signed Raven. Didn't Gallows say that Vince McMahon didn't realize that he was Festus before? Oh, yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> That's great. Name a current veteran whose name he probably still doesn't know. I'm trying to Kurt Hawkins. Of... Yeah, he probably doesn't know Kurt Hawkins' name. You're probably right about that. He probably doesn't know Chad Gable's name. Yeah. He knows who Shelton is. Yeah. Think of other people. Do you think he knows Kane's real name? Oh yeah. What about Big Show? Oh yeah. I guess I did call him uh, Paul White upon his yeah. debut, so I guess he knows. No, I think he knows all that. Big Show makes a lot of money. That's true. Um, he knows Mark Henry. I think he knows all the New Day. I think he's big fans of the New Day. Can you tell Harper and Rowan apart? <laughs> no. All right. He can't. All right. He cannot. All right. <laughs> uh, Tommy T. Hey, friend. No, so in my opinion, Seth Rollins has been the best wrestler in WWE so far this year, but he doesn't have much of a character beyond being an outstanding wrestler. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I see your point. Uh, but my question is, in 2018, name three from NXT and 205 Live. And three from the main roster that are doing the best character work so far. Velveteen Dream is doing some of the best character work mm-hmm. in all WWE right now. Yeah. Um, Lars Sullivan's doing really good character yeah. work right now. And Dr- Nikki, Nikki Cross is doing unparalleled character work. Uh, Drew Gulak and Mustafa Ali, I feel like, are doing the best character work on 205 Live. I think Buddy Murphy's doing really well. Yeah, he's too. doing really well, too. He's doing really good. I think just, I, I mentioned Mustafa because of those promos he was doing earlier this, this oh, year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. some of the best stuff. Yeah. Um, WWE's produced this year, period. I think Andrew Gulak is a good one, yeah. On the main roster, who's doing some of the best character work right now? Nakamura. Yeah. His character work's been really good since he turned heel. Yeah. Braun. Braun, for sure. I mean, you can't not mention New Day. Yeah, true. Their character work's always great. Carmella. Mm, mm-hmm. And a lot of people poo-poo that, but man, I think she's doing fantastic. Yeah, I think, I think she's, she's doing, doing really, really good character good. work too. Oh yeah, that's right. Where's my title? Says the rumor now is that NXT will air on Fox Sports One. Oh wow! As part of that, uh, part of the TV deal. That'd be interesting. Um, so should NXT stay taped, or should NXT go live? Have you read the newsletter this week yet? Not yet. No. So he Meltzer brings up that. The the big 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 thing is is live. Like Fox wants so yeah, yeah, so yeah. much live stuff. I would assume that would mean they might start going live um, because that seems to be what people want. What is that thing you're reading right there? This is saying? just. Uh, we'll talk about it for sure on the dirt sheet. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to read up on it. So, anyways, we'll talk on the dirt sheet. But it's just somebody's tweet saying NXT will air on Fox Sports One programming. It's a rest, slice wrestling. Yeah. Slice wrestling, yeah. and they've had some. They've had. They've been right before. Okay. Um. 
So yeah, I would think I would think that they they might try to shift over to a live thing. They have the money for it now. They definitely have the money for it. Yeah. What if they do this? This would be interesting. What if they do a live NXT 205 live back to back? Oh wow, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like in the same like like NXT will air live on Fox Sports, and right afterwards, mm-hmm. go to the network. You can watch two hundred five live. Oh, oh, all I from see full sale. All from full sale. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, that could be. They that would, way you get you get two hundred five live in the smaller venue, hotter would, crowd. They would really need. Yeah, yeah. That could be good. That could be good. They would really need at that point though. To like just from 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 a fan's perspective, I know you're going to agree with this. They would need a path to Maine from 205. Oh yeah, they would have to do that. Yeah, I mean, just with the talk of TJP trying to go her to SmackDown, that gives me hope that they realize that too. I would hope so. Yeah, I would definitely hope so. Boy, that'd be some if if that happens. That that would give me lots of hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be good. That'd be very good. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's air guitar. Would you rather see the Undisputed Era stay in NXT or see them stay as a faction and but go to New Japan? I'd rather stay in NXT. Yeah. And then go to Maine as a faction. Yep. Um, we've had this question before, but I'll answer it again because it's right. always fun. From Adam Nuttall, Steve Zodiac Killer. Mm. If the super with the super juniors on now, what would be some stream matches between two hundred five live and the super juniors? Will Osprey versus Cedric Alexander. Yeah, that has to be tops. Who would you like to see Buddy Murphy face? Ticking time bomb. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who, what about uh, Mustafa whoa. Ali? Kushida. Uh, yeah, Kushida. There you go. All good, good stuff. All good answers. All great answers. Not just good. The best. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, is that it for show today? Sure. All right. Sounds good. Let me turn this on. Hilton, hey, wake up. Can you give us some music, please? Thank you, Hilton. Thank you, Hilton. He's, he's on firing on all cylinders today. I'm hey, not. Good show today. Hey, you know what, man? I wouldn't know it. If you didn't say it, because you were great this episode. I could turn it on when I need to. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can. Today you did. I'm going to go get me some five guys. I'm going to feel like a No, don't do it, man. You're going to feel horrible. You're not the boss of me, Steve. You're going to feel terrible, Larson. In what what respect am I going to feel terrible? It's terrible for you. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.